Hi, and welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Mark Sharon and I will be talking today about, well, what else? It's New Year's Eve on, in 2020, so we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions and why most people don't keep them um, and what you can do to really change. We wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and the Freedom Model for the Family to help people to learn how they can overcome addiction and move on with their lives. We offer an incredible opportunity to work with us directly in private one-on-one classes. Um, you can do it via Zoom or Skype, um, or you can come to our retreat, which is open with limited capacity. Um, but we would love to have you for two, three, or four weeks here. You can learn about all of our products at thefreedommodel.org and soberforever.net. Okay, so uh, do you have a New Year's resolution? I don't. I never <laughs> I never make any. I don't. Well, I used to. And, and I did too. It was, it was sort of the same... Let me let me for, let me start out with this. Let me start out with this. By and large, New Year's resolutions don't uh, effectively get done. They don't. No. They people don't stay at the gym. Those are always the kind of the the cliches that you know you get all these gym memberships and then they they don't get used. Well, that's, that's a, I think New Year's resolutions are what keep gyms in business. Yeah. So so there's this this idea that that. Um, you know, I want to start the year anew, yeah. which I think is, uh, awesome. I do too. Um, and, and I like it as a place setter in my life, you know, kind of like a birthday or a Christmas mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. There are these moments in life where you kind of review your performance or your happiness level, whatever. Um, but, but the problem is, is that when we create artificial motivation, um, and we corner ourselves into behaving a certain way, um, that kind of personal cornering doesn't work. It doesn't, the motivation doesn't stay alive for very long. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna digress for a minute and then I'll let you jump in, but I'm gonna digress into, years ago I used to do goal setting with our guests and as part of life movements, I've since gotten rid of that entire component completely because we have like movements just to clarify but it doesn't include hard goal setting right right and here's why motivation is fluid it's dynamic humans evolve organically they are not good at dealing with rigid mental parameters and here's why. The world itself, the universe, is a constantly changing, evolving environment. True. And now, here's the theory of goal setting in all the self-help books that you're going to find over the last hundred years that tries to promote goal setting. And goal setting has an effective purpose in certain settings, and I'll get to that in a minute. But in most settings, it doesn't work. But the goal setting idea is based on the fact that the universe is this varied wild place that we're bouncing around in and we feel we have no control. So the theory goes that if I set a goal, I set a place out there, and I even used to write things like this, that you know, it's, it, you, you're a ship without a rudder if yeah. you don't have a goal. The goal becomes the distant uh, island out in the sea that you're trying to get to. Then the, then the seas get rough bad weather comes in, a hurricane is shifting you around, and without a rudder, without a goal... You end up someplace else. You end up someplace else. True. Valid. 
real. Um, we've all been cast around the, the seas of life. Um, here's, here's the problem though. Unless you have a very motivated goal to get to that island, maybe being tossed around on the sea for a while is something we don't give that much a shit about. Maybe, maybe we're so used to it that that's part of our evolution. I've seen people organically find that island much quicker than creating a artificial goal, a rigid goal. I will do this, this, and this, and then they prioritize steps, and, and then they miss a couple steps because, well, the sea kind of knocks them around a little right. bit. Even with the rudder, it knocks them around, and then they bail. They bail off. It becomes an all-or-nothing sort of scenario. And so the motivation isn't enough. The engine of the ship is the issue. It's not the rudder. You need the rudder and the engine. Right. So the engine is our positive drive principle, our motivation. Do I really want to even get to the island? Or maybe one day you want to get to the island. Next day you're looking at it at the horizon and you say, I'd rather go in that direction. And so then you feel like a failure. You feel like a piece of shit. You feel guilty. And then you say, oh, screw it. And then you become all or nothing in a different direction. It turns into a mess. Right. So, so the question really is, and this is what I do with my guests instead of goals, is most people don't know what island they want. Right. Well, especially if your life, if your life has gotten, if you've gotten far off track and you, you, you don't even, you're not even sure what you like anymore. Well, By the time people get to us, they're not even sure what they like. And I would dare say that that's 90% of the population, whether you have an addiction or not, has no clue of what they actually like anymore. Yeah. They, uh, you, you know, Henry David Thoreau said, you know, that most people live in quiet desperation. And I think that that is absolutely true. Um, now, here's what happens. So, so the question isn't that there's an island out there for you. Of course, there's limitless islands out there for you. Um, it's which one do you actually like? And then if you like it, you have the engine, you have the fuel, because your positive drive principle is an immutable, inherent part of your psyche that you can't stop. It runs no matter what. You're going to find relief, happiness, peace, one way or another, whether it's through heroin or whether it's through a new career, whether whatever. But, but the problem is, is that because 90% of the population, or some percent, I don't know what it is, but most of the people don't know what they want, they haven't got a clue, so they need a general direction. Now, to develop a general direction takes a couple of steps. And in life movements, uh, which is the end of the Freedom Model course that we teach, um, when you're building a plan for people, the plan isn't goals. It isn't you're going to go for this island. It's now... So let, let me continue with that. So it's not do it, you know, seeking out that one, that one island. It's finding out what direction you even want to go in. Mm -hmm. You know, some general direction and the boat is tipping around. Now, when you're getting high and you're, you have one option, you're just spinning. You're the boat and you have no rudder, you have no engine, you're just kind of spinning and life is kicking the shit out of you, you know. Um, 
so all we're doing is building a direction. And so there's three basic steps that we go through. There's three lists that we develop. And I'm not going to get into the minutia of that. But, but uh, so what the end result is, is that you have what we call the swing the bat list, which is this list of things that are doable, small things that you can do to discover right. what you like. Now, I'm going to jump to a different population. So that's 90% of the people. Then you have 10% of the people that have already somehow, whether it's through a formal course like Life Movements or they've just figured it out, they found what they love. I was one of those people. At 19 years old, I absolutely knew what I wanted to do for a living, for a career. It was my lifeblood, and I've been doing it for 31 years, and I feel incredibly lucky to have had one island that has basically consumed my life mm -hmm. for 31 years. I've, and, and I've never gotten up a single day in that time in my career and thought I had to go to work. What I thought was, I'm going to go accomplish a bunch of things for my goal. Mm -hmm. That's rare. That's like a unicorn. Most people, I got lucky that way. Most people, that's not the way they live their lives. So we need a much more organic flow in figuring out what they, what they like and, and what they're motivated to go and try. So it's a process of elimination. Life is mostly a process, oh, I hated that. I'm not going right. to do that. And I'm going to try this. But if they're small bite-sized pieces, if there's small little things that you can try in a day or maybe a semester or a block of time where you don't corner yourself, you finish what you start, but it's a small unit. Right. Then they're almost like mini, mini, tiny little goals, but they're varied and you allow yourself to dislike what you dislike, not feel cornered, and you also... You're swinging the bat. Imagine how many times if you had a pro pitcher throwing at you, you might hit one in 500 times right. at bat. Um, but when you hit, you'll know. And then you'll have your goal. But in the meantime, you're going to swing and swing and hit base hits. You know, some of them you're going to strike out. Yeah, you're going to strike out a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. You're going to have fly balls. You're going to have a, a ball that might smack you in the chest when it comes off the bat. You know, you're going to have all kinds of things. Meanwhile, also in life, you're going to have tragedy, trauma, land in your lap. Yep. On top of this organic um, sort of journey you're on. So that you're going to have to react to. So that's going to knock you off course for a little while. So it's really vital. Sorry to ramble on and on. It's really vital to have a method that is doable, small, doesn't make you feel trapped, and that are things you can try and to be patient with yourself in that process and just try to find some enjoyment in the process. Well, that, that's the key right there, is the reason that, that most people, and I know that the data is, is, is pretty clear that it's, you know, probably more than three out of four people will, you know, abandon their New Year's resolution within days or weeks. I mean, I, I'm, I go to, I'm a gym goer. And so for January, I pretty much avoid the gym um, because you have to wait for equipment. And you know most of the pe those people are going to be gone by the end of the month. Um, and, but, but why would you set a goal to go to the gym if you hate the gym? Well, that's, 
you know. That's you, it. That's I, you have no fuel now. No fuel because you know I, I want to you know I want to lose that thirty pounds by the end of the year, but but so if you want to lose that thirty pounds, do something different. Figure out a part of the process that you can enjoy, and and you know maybe it's just going for a walk. I don't. Don't give up carbs completely if you're somebody that loves carbs. Right. You know, just there there are ways. It's it's that all or nothing thinking. It is. Which is why a lot of people don't stick it out when they want to be abstinent. You know, because they they the idea is that oh I'm gonna I'm gonna give up drinking. I'm gonna give up drinking for 2021, and I'm I'm you know, and I'm gonna go to the gym every day. And I'm going to give up carbs and I'm going to, and it's like that, that all or nothing thinking really derails people most of the time. Yeah. The only time all or nothing works and there is a place for it in life is when you have found your deep passion. Yeah. Do you know that's rare? It is rare. I I just want to be really, really cautious when I talk about passions because people say, Oh, so I need to find my passion and then I'll be motivated. Well, of course. That, uh, that's true for every living human being. If you could find the thing that really trips your trigger, trust me, it's not work anymore. Right. But but Sometimes it, it is though. Yeah. I mean, even with your passion that you you everybody goes through periods of self-doubt, everybody goes through through times when they might be questioning, is this what I really should be doing? Um, but you stick it out because of the passion. That's a good point. That's a good point. But, but I think that, and that last thing you said is, is the key. When it comes to passions, you know, you have it. Yeah. So it it becomes worth it to go through the, the hells of fire to attain your goal. But prior to a passion being really thought out and known where, you know, you have one, um, Geez, you better be really nice to yourself and just yeah. enjoy the process of figuring out who you are. Yeah. And or else you're going to miss out on a whole bunch of days. You're going to feel like a failure because you're going to set all these artificial goals for yourself that will will not be fueled by any motivation. Right. As a matter of fact, they'll be fueled by um, disgust, guilt, by guilt, shame, shame, and those things are very temporary motivators. Yeah. Because your positive drive principle will automatically kick in and divert you away from these painful things. And you will find your your mind, if you're not a gym goer, if you're not, um, here's a good example. I boxed for years and years and years. And then one day I just didn't want to box anymore. And I was in impeccable shape, the best shape of my life. And I was 30 years old when I quit. And... And I decided, I realized I don't really like working out and I don't like getting punched in the gut. <laughs> I'm not sure I, many people like getting punched. I, I could handle getting punched in the face. Your face is pretty tough. But man, getting hit in the gut was the worst part of the liver. is the absolute most painful thing in the world. And it just wasn't worth it to me anymore. And then I got frightened. I was like, oh my God, but I'm in this great shape. I feel fantastic. What am I going to do to motivate myself? Right. Right? I had no, for the first time, I remember the day, it was actually, it was New Year's uh, 2000 when I, when I stopped boxing competitively. And I, uh, I remember going to the gym and I had no, I didn't wrap my hands, I didn't work out on the heavy bag or the speed bag or any of that. And I was like, what am I doing here? 
Mm-hmm. And I have not gone to the gym since. My life changed, but here's what I did. I said, what exercises do I like? I absolutely hate sit-ups. I haven't done a sit-up since. <laughs> not one, because I won't do that to myself. I won't right. do something right. I hate. I have not done a single stomach exercise since. I have a little pooch, but not bad. <laughs> now, I keep myself... But you sh- do... It, the truth is, you do push-ups, and push-ups are good for your core. Well, that's... I love push-ups. Yeah. So I do four to five sets of push-ups a day, and I've done it ever since. Because... But I enjoy that process. Yeah. And I also... I continued running until my back was bad enough where I had to take up walking, which was another transition in my life. But I love to walk. And I had to adjust to all these things. The point is, it was organic... Yes. Uh, my motivations told me what I liked and what I disliked, and I accepted that. Yeah. I didn't force myself to do something that I used to do. Um, I did get back in the ring when I was 42, and I got my ass kicked, and I said, okay, I, yeah, I don't think I like that anymore. <laughs> um, but that was more fun, you know, trying, trying to see if it could be fun again, not competitively. Well, you brought up something, too. Sometimes you, you have a direction, you know... It, it, you're working in a general direction and then something happens where you have to shift your direction and all or nothing people get derailed. Um, like I really liked running and after I, I had my youngest son, I kept running until I injured my hip and, um, and then I had to go through like six months of physical therapy and they were like, you really shouldn't run. Running's really bad for you and I had hip problems anyways. And so I wasn't allowed to run anymore and it derailed me for a period of time where I didn't do anything and I was somebody that always worked out. Um, and uh, so I had to kind of shift my focus and that's when I real I started walking and I realized, okay, walking's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, I can do this and I, and I stopped lamenting that, oh, poor me, I can't run anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now, I have a passion in hunting. Some of you know that. I've, I've written a hunting book and, and stuff like that. And the style of hunting that I do is tracking, which involves anywhere between 5 to 12 miles in the mountains a day during hunting season. And I wrecked my back uh, in May. I had a very serious, very serious injury. Lost all feeling in my left leg. And then I realized I was confronted with the reality that I might not be able to track deer and do what I love. That's my yeah. second passion. And... And I said to myself, now this was this was somewhat all or nothing. I said, that's absolutely unacceptable. I'm going to rebuild my leg, which I did do. And I had a, I had a fun hunting season. It took um, a half a year to rebuild the nerves in my leg and do all this work. But the point is, if I didn't have a passion for hunting, I wouldn't, wouldn't have done, have done any it, of that. No, no I would have sh- but I would have allowed myself to shift into something else. And, and it really is okay yeah. to try things. But here's the deal. If you're going to try things, set it up, and this is really important, set it up so that the unit of effort is a smaller one. Meaning, don't sign up for college for a, a questionable major. You're not sure you're going to like, let's say you're going to be a chef. Um, don't go out and get all the loans for, for a four-year degree to become a chef. Why don't you just take two classes at right. Night? See, and see if you'll even like going back to school. Exactly. And then force yourself to excel at the small unit. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's important. Many people will pick a small unit, let's say a semester at college, get through halfway through it, find they don't like it. Right. Okay? And quit. And then they feel like shit about it. Yeah. But if you pick a small unit, 
that you know, okay, this is one a few... class, two classes, that's it. And then you find you hate it in the middle. If you allow yourself to complete it, at least you had something that you completed. Exactly. So you, there was some silver lining to this strikeout. Yeah. Okay? It wasn't a full strikeout. At least it was a base hit. The base hit was, you know what? I just accomplished something and I was a professional about it. I forced myself through this small unit. And I've done that. And that's how to. you build confidence is mm -hmm. small units. 80 to 90% you'll find do not fit your psyche, your desires, your true deep passions. Mm -hmm. They won't. They just won't. Um, but you'll have this long string of little successes of overcoming things, which is all a part of life too. Yeah. So there's this is what's called a balancing act, you know. Yeah. Is figuring you can out. you can do this with just about anything. I mean, I can remember when I left a job that I actually loved, but uh, I was at that company for about four years. But I had had my oldest son, and I would have to keep traveling, and I would have to be away from him, and he was a baby, and so I left a job I loved, and I went to another job. It was a little bit lesser pay. It was a uh, different kind of position and I said I'm going to give it a year you know to see if I like it I'm going to stay I, I that was always my goal I'm going to stay at a job give it my all for a year turned out I really liked the company and I liked the people I was working for um but I ended up leaving after a year because I went to become a stay-at-home mom which was by far the hardest most amazing and awful job I've ever had <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I forced myself to do that for a couple years um, you know, because it was, it was the right thing for my family at the time. So you can, you can do these things. Um, but, but, you know, if you're going to, you know, new year, new me, new whatever, um, you know, maybe just be gentle with yourself. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. If you say, I'm going to go to the gym every day, maybe just say, I'm going to, you know, if, if you kind of like the gym and you're, you want to make a go of it and it's cold where you are, um, Say, I'm going to go to the gym two days a week. No, just two days a week. And some weeks it'll be, you know, Friday and Saturday because you let it go all week. And But you did it, you know. And, and so that's, once I lost the all or nothing attitude about these things, my life became happier. Um, and and I, I stopped with the trying to motivate myself through guilt and fear and um you know, really start to, I guess you can't really figure out what you like and what your passions are unless you do what Mark says and swing the bat um, right. and try different things. Maybe you just set up your New Year's year for the new year. You're like, you know, I'm going to try one new thing a month. Yeah. Well, let's, let's look at, let, let's look at what you're saying in the, in the scope of drug addiction, right? Yeah. Or substance use. So, so let's say that you tell yourself like you're going to the gym, I have to go to the gym. Yeah. I have to quit getting high. No, Mark, I really It's dry January. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be abstinent all of January. And I have to. I don't have a choice anymore. It's destroying my life. Right. Well, once you've done that, once oh, you've created yeah. the conditional uh stop or the conditional quit, you're not addressing the fuel problem. You're you're not motivated. You're not, no, you're, you're motivated by this... By artificial force. By basically beating yourself up. You're motivated by guilt and shame and, yeah. and, and fear and all these negative things. Shoulds. Yeah. I, I need to. I should do this. And by whose standard? 
So right. you may say, well, it's by my standard. Look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm pissing my life away. Okay, all right. Um, but the truth of the matter is you continue to get high because the fuel behind it is you like it. Yes, on so, some level. That's right. So, so really saying I need to do this isn't going to be sufficient motivation. It's just like I need to get to that island, but if I don't really know what's on the island and I don't give a shit what's on the <laughs> island and I, and I kind of like being out on the rough seas because it's a little exciting every once in a while, I guarantee you're not going to get to the island. No, hell no. So what happens with people who have substance use problems is they have all these issues and consequences, but obviously they use because the benefits are greater than the consequences, yep. or they wouldn't use. Even if the benefits are perceived only. That's right. And so, so that's the perfect segue into the next part of reality, and that is you better figure out if the benefits you're receiving, which is what your fuel is, which is what your motivation is behind your use, because your actions belie the truth. If you keep getting high, it's because you see benefit in it. Yep. You better see if those benefits are real. And to do that, you're going to need the freedom model. Because I guarantee that a whole heaping bunch of the benefits that you actually think are happening when it comes to shooting heroin, drinking, drugging, cocaine, whatever, aren't true. They're not true. But you don't know that because you've been fed a whole bunch of bullshit that keeps you thinking you're going to get this amazing, wonderful, wild experience, magical experience with these drugs. And you're not just, you're fed that from every direction in our society, from every direction, from from the TV shows you watch, to social media, Newscasts. to news, to every, there's all of this information bombarding you that alcohol and drugs are magical. Yeah. And objectively... They are a tickle to the body, a buzz to the body, to the physical body. They don't even release uh, you from your stress or anxiety or depression. Those are all ways that you imbue um, your own mindfulness onto a drug and give it credit for something you're doing. Um, there's just so much that needs to be parsed out. So if, if you're really struggling with your motivation to stop getting high, there's something behind that motivation that you may not be aware of, yeah. consciously aware of. You may be living with benefits that you think you're getting from this experience um, based on a whole bunch of misinformation. So here's the deal. Humans are only motivated by the beneficial or happiness value of their decisions. So you look out at the landscape of the world, the universe, and you say, am I gonna benefit from this experience? And then you move in that direction. That's the way humans are, are motivated. So that's the fuel that keeps us evolving as humans in this varied universe. So um, it's going to be really important as we go into the new year, if you're going to have a resolution, forget the idea of a resolution, but instead sit down and make a list like we do in Life Movements of, of everything that you've ever liked, everything that you could like, and then make a swing the bat list. Now that's Life Movements in short. If you, if you want to know more about that or you want to go through the course, we can show you how to do the course and uh, move on with your life. Um, I would suggest that if you have a drinking and drug problem, you read the Freedom Model. And then if you want to learn more about life movements, you give us a call and we do private instruction yep. where we can go through both uh, the Freedom Model and life movements and teach you how to move forward in 2021 completely. Yeah, I think I think everybody's ready to, ready to say goodbye to 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really is okay to be 
feel like, you know, I want this year to be renewed, but you got to know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. How can I, I, how can I be a little bit different? And, and, you know, you're probably going to be anyways. So that the question is, am I going to be, am I going to evolve in a positive direction or a negative direction? Am I going to break out of this rut finally that I find myself in? And look at whether people have a substance use problem or not, everybody finds themselves in a rut at some point in their life. Yep. Um, you know, the older you get, the more set in your ways you become, and the more you you might be settled into something that's really, you know, isn't making all that happy anymore. And and the new year is a good time to sit back and figure out how happy is this relationship making me? How happy is this job making me? How happy is this behavior that I do every single night making me? Um, and, and really have, have an honest assessment. And then sometimes you don't know how happy something is making you until you try something different. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you realize, oh, I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the point of the swing the bat list, right? Yeah. If you have these small doable items, it's not overwhelming. Right. And, and I'm really, really hardcore about when, when I have a guest in front of me, making sure that it's a varied list that they don't start prioritizing. I say, for God's sakes, if you start prioritizing and making this into a goals list, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> not literally. Um, I hope not. We don't slap people here. <laughs> um, but but I'm going to make sure that that you keep this thing varied so that you you feel um, sort of a looseness about it, and yeah. it's a process of discovery. And allow yourself the freedom to discover. And I'm telling you, when you do that, you find your way. Your positive drive principle is a pretty remarkable quality of our psyche that's that's hard-coded into you. It was put there by God or whoever made us. I don't know who made us, but um, it's, uh, and everybody's born with it. So you will find your way. You just need a technique that matches motivation. And yeah. we've, we've developed that. So again, if you're struggling with addiction um, and, and you're in a rut and you want to move on, and you don't want to be stuck in recovery for the rest of your life. Oh, yes. Um, and be stuck in meetings that ties you to the past and keeps you in the rut because that's exactly what recovery is designed to do is keep you in the rut, keep you in a grave with the ends kicked out of it. That's what a rut is. Um, and you want to abandon all of that and climb out of that hole and move on to new vistas. I'm telling you, read the freedom model, get rid of the misconceptions, the misinformation, and then learn how to move on. And it's a wonderful, wonderful process. I think that's a great way to close. Um, thank you so much for listening this year. Thank you for all of your support for us. We've had some great feedback, especially the last few months. Yeah, big time. Um, and um, we're, we're just we're really excited going into the new year. Um, about the things that we're doing and you know the the new product that we're going to be making which is the online program we've already started building it it's yep. awesome it is very very exciting um, and it'll just allow us to help that many more people yeah um, so so thank you everyone we wish you a happy new year if you were someone you know is seeking help for a substance use problem or other habitual behavior or you want help breaking free and moving past perpetual recovery as well you can reach us at 888-424-2626 or through our websites at thefreedommodel.org and soberforever.net um, soberforever.net provides detailed information about our residential retreat the saint jude retreat and thefreedommodel.org is our hub it has a ton of free resources and information including videos these podcasts 
free ebooks and information about our private instruction program, which you do at home. Um, we would meet with you via Zoom or Skype uh, privately. You can get digital editions of our full books, The Freedom Model for Addictions and The Freedom Model for the Family, um, at uh, thefreedommodel.org. You go to the Our Books tab and choose the book you want. Enter coupon code FREEDOM100 at checkout. Uh, paperback and Kindle editions are also available for purchase on Amazon or on one of the other online retailers. Um, follow us on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and you could subscribe to the Freedom Model YouTube channel. We also have three Facebook groups we started, um, so you can come and discuss with us your experiences breaking free from addiction and recovery. They are the Freedom Model Group, moving beyond addiction and recovery, and families moving beyond addiction and recovery. And if, you, uh, if you're going to start the new year and you want to stop drinking or using certain substances and you are going to have withdrawal, um, which can be dangerous and even life-threatening depending on the substance you're using, um, check out our friends at Gallus Detox. That's G-A-L-L-U-S, G as in girl, A-L-L-U-S, detox.com. Um, and definitely give them a call. Uh, and, and talk about your specific situation and if, if, you know, maybe they can help you with your detox issues. And they have a facility in Denver, Colorado and Scottsdale, Arizona, and we've worked with them for over 10 years. They're very good at what they do. They're very good at it. So, um, and don't hesitate to call us if there's anything we can help you with in the new year. You can reach us at 888-424-2626. We wish everyone a good new year, good evening. Um, and we'll talk to you next year. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.